Hello and welcome to History Factory Plugged In, the podcast at the intersection of business and history. I'm your host, Jason Dressel. Happy holidays and happy National Jeans Day, which apparently is December 5th. So here to celebrate the history of jeans is Tracy Panic, the company historian and director of the Levi Strauss and Company Archives. Now, one of the major trends we've seen over the last few years in fashion is the move towards more vintage clothing, and there may be no apparel better position than jeans and denim to be relevant to consumers who want clothing that is worn or vintage, yet durable and timeless. So Tracy and I talk quite a bit about that, as well as the origins of of jeans and uh, obviously the history and heritage of of Levi Strauss and company in particular. So let's jump right into my conversation with Tracy about Levi's jeans and Levi Strauss and company. Tracy, welcome to History Factory Plugged In. Thanks for joining us today. I am happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Jason. A pleasure. And uh, happy National Jeans Day uh, to uh, to Levi Strauss and Company and Levi's, a, a brand that is uh, not only iconic, but certainly synonymous uh, with blue jeans. Um, but of course, you're, 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 you're much more than that. Um, but first, let's start, Tracy, with... Um, for, for our listeners, what's the origin story of, of Levi Strauss and Company? Well, the origins are, uh, they go back to our founder, Levi Strauss himself. And it's a very American story. Levi immigrated to the United States. Uh, in fact, 2022 is the 175th anniversary of his immigration. Uh, he was a the youngest son in a Jewish family and uh, decided to look for more opportunities in America. And he came in uh, with his mother and sisters, but he arrived in the mid, the middle of the 1800s in New York, uh, where he had two brothers that had a dry goods uh, business. And uh, he learned from them what this meant, dry goods business. So these are things that are uh, everything from fabric and uh, housewares to like umbrellas. And uh, that's, uh, while he was in New York, he heard the siren call of California and the gold rush. It was um, the 1850s and uh, people were flooding into San Francisco uh, in search of gold and new opportunity. And Levi decided to do the same thing, at least come to San Francisco, but he wasn't there for gold. He decided to expand the the company, uh, the family business to the West Coast. But uh, coming out to San Francisco, where I'm located, gave him a chance to do uh, his work under his own name. Uh, So he arrives in San Francisco, 1853, near the waterfront, where we're still located uh, today, very close to the waterfront, and uh, sets up a a dry goods business and relationships with little, small mom-and-pop shops all over the uh, American West. And... uh, Becomes very successful. He's the notice, the uh, very notable San Francisco merchant uh, within 10, 15 years. And then the uh, the important part of the story happens in 1872, uh, the story of the birth of the modern blue jean, uh, when Levi gets a letter from a customer 
He's a tailor in Reno, Nevada. He's come up with an unusual way of making work pants. And Nevada at this time is where the Comstock silver load has been discovered. Um, there, this is where a lot of the money that uh, funds the development of San Francisco comes from. And there's uh, lots of people who need tough work pants. And uh, Jacob Davis, this tailor, uh, writing a letter in 1872, orders some supplies like fabric, but he also uh, tells of an unusual way that he's come up with for making work pants by adding little metal pieces or rivets to uh, pockets and stress points in a pair of pants. And he invites uh, Levi and the company to take out a patent for this process. And Levi hasn't done any manufacturing, but he agrees. He's a bit adventurous, but he also recognizes a good idea. And on May 20th, 1873, 150 years next year, 2023, uh, the patent um, will be this nice ripe uh, age, 150. But that's what we consider the birth of the modern blue jean when that patent was taken out. And I'll pause because uh, it, it became um, history uh, from that early moment. Uh, blue jeans have now spread all over the globe and uh, you will find them in virtually uh, all places with people of all ages and backgrounds wearing them. Awesome. So Tracy, how did how did kind of the evolution of blue jeans go from being uh, uh, an apparel that was so strongly associated with heavy work to becoming a icon of global fashion? It's an interesting shift, uh, Jason. It happens organically, but for the first 50 years, of their introduction, uh, the 501, the first modern blue jean, was really a work pant. Uh, it was, uh, of course, made of denim, which is dark, it's easy to hide dirt. And uh, so blue collar workers were primarily the ones who were wearing the pant. Farmers, railroad engineers, uh, cowboys, miners, those kinds of workers. But interestingly, in the 1930s in the American West, uh, where, of course, uh, the company, Levi Strauss and Company, is based, there are a lot of folks that begin uh, coming out. They vacation. They want to have a, a vacation on a, a working horse or cattle ranch. And to do that, they want to dress the part. And they begin dressing in what cowboys are wearing, uh, which <laughs> is Levi's, of course. and. Uh, Vogue magazine in 1935, uh, of course, the fashion magazine of the time, they write an article about dude ranching, and they uh, describe that if you're coming out to a to the West and you want to have a good time at a dude ranch, you want to get yourself a pair of Lady Levi's. Those are uh, our first women's blue jeans and the first modern uh, women's blue jean in the world uh, that we'd introduced in the 30s. Get yourself a pair of Lady Levi's, a Stetson hat. And if you do that and have an air of bravado, you will have a fabulous time on your dude ranch. And then you start to see that shift that begins to happen where it's not just dressing in the pant for uh, work, but it's more about style. That's awesome. I, I didn't, I certainly didn't realize that that origin uh, was rooted actually in, in women's wear. So that's, that's a, a super fun twist. 
Now you're, you're the you and your team are are the stewards of of the history uh, the of, of of Levi Strauss and Company and and of course the archives. What's that look like? What, what's the scope and breadth of of the archives, and how is it? Uh, how is the archives program used by different areas of the business? Well, uh, our archives is is located in at our headquarters um, in San Francisco, and uh, of course, there's not a whole lot of of room and space, so just a portion of the archives is is kept on site. Uh, it first opened in 1989, by the way. So we're 30 plus years um, of the archives being around, but we have everything from lots of copper rivets, the smallest little bits of metal to uh, a couple of cars that are in the collection. There's a Jeep that's a Levi's brand Jeep and even a 1970s AMC Gremlin that's Levi's branded. So we have quite a range. The largest Part of the collection is garments, our products, of course. So uh, the we've got the best collection of vintage Levi's um, anywhere. Uh, items from the eighteen late eighteen hundreds to uh, the latest Levi's looks uh, that we continue to collect that are from the twenty twenties. So it's quite a range. And along with that, we've got uh, we've got advertisements. Um, We've got like murals that that um, were silk screens depict scenes in the American West, photographs, letters, everything that you can think of that helps to document uh, and chronicle the history of a company that businesses would have created. And our, our designers come, coming back and constantly kind of looking at the old product to inspire how they may be using it or their their. Um, creations where you know they're essentially reproducing uh, current versions of, of old product yeah and uh, thanks uh, i forgot the second half of your question was about who's who's using our archives yeah the designers are the primary users so they will come in uh, just as they did this week uh with uh with us looking at pieces they'll look at everything from the uh, stitching on the back pocket to the the labels and they'll use that as inspiration for new pieces or they will also uh, use the archives for our levi's vintage clothing collection and those are authentic reproductions of pieces that we have in the archives so we have the new and the old and the archives supports all of those uh, along with the design team, we work with uh, with most all of the groups at, at the company, and we're a global company. So fortunately, we have uh, digital tools that uh, folks from all over the world can use. We work with our, our merchandisers, for instance, uh, when we launched our Levi's secondhand program in 2020 so that we could help them to date Levi's. <laughs> they would know what era they were from. We work with legal uh, when... Um, say some kind of um, litigation comes up and we want to prove our use of a particular trademark uh, dating to an early era. And uh, we also work with marketing. I'm actually part of the marketing department and uh, I do a lot of work helping to story tell um, on our social networks like TikTok and YouTube. And those are just, uh, that just gives you a, an idea of the kinds of uses that we make with our archives. That's awesome. And you mentioned the 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 vintage product. I'm, I'm wondering if you could talk more about that. 
Um, of course, one of your uh, one of your your direct competitors, Lee, uh, just launched uh, a vintage archives collection, I believe, last month, where they're selling vintage, uh, essentially secondhand Lee clothing to consumers. Um, and I think you mentioned that that Levi's started to do that in in 2020. Could you talk more about um, about that and and just you know how the company is responding to this you know seemingly increasing popularity of um, of consumers, particularly younger consumers, buying pre worn clothing for a whole range of reasons, uh, including pre- presumably it being uh, perceived as more environmentally sustainable or more cost effective. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a great question. And, uh, yeah, we, we launched, we're a leader in this field. Of course, uh, we, we, we've done this, uh, our Levi's secondhand uh, platform for a couple of years, but really it happened organically with our fans mm. in the sixties, mm. uh, young people, teenagers, in particular, hippies, uh, especially those who didn't have a lot of money. That was one of the reasons they went for, for used clothes. And of course, Levi's, which last, um, they they just wear like iron and uh, they look even better when they're older. That's what we like to say. They get better with age. And they were thrifting back in the '60s, and and people have been doing it uh, since then. So it's not a new concept, but we make it easier. And the way that we do that is uh, our our customers can bring into our stores their used Levi's. We'll give them a certain hmm. amount of credit. Uh, for their used Levi's, which they can use in the store. And then um, if they're vintage or uh, if they're vintage or, or not, depending on what uh, what they bring in, we will uh, we'll then put it onto our Levi's secondhand uh, site and then other people can buy them. So this idea of being able to, to repurpose the clothes does help contribute to the environmental concerns uh, from the clothing industry and uh, ties to our our value of really making products that are sustainable and that last a lifetime. That's awesome. And it's also interesting, just the, the range of, of vintage products. Last month, a pair of Levi's sold apparently at an auction for $87,000. How would you describe the, the state and culture of that vintage denim market and, you know, the, the variants of people who are bringing in their, their old Levi's and giving them away for, for free versus something that's, you know, selling for $87,000. And how is the company and the brand uh, engaging with that consumer group in particular? Well, I think uh, there's always an excitement when a discovery uh, for a pair of pants, a pair of Levi's, um, early Levi's from the 1800s is found because, of course, it brings up associations with the American West and and kind of the the thinking that we have about the the early um, pioneers who were out West, the cowboys, the miners. And so that tied to this um, auction makes things even more exciting. And for young people, and it was a very young a buyer uh, who who made that purchase uh, at an auction, and they're, they're excited about the history of these pants, and then that uh, it, it goes for a very high price. Um, I love the story because it, it reminds me that there are still pieces out there waiting to be discovered. Um, I, yeah. I can't wait to, to find out when the less, next of Levi's will be found. And of course, we we still uh, look for those kinds of pieces that we add to our collection if there are things that, um, that work 
for us and that will fill in gaps and, and help us tell our story. Yeah, that 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 struck me as a as a thought, which is are there some specific product that you all are are really hoping to find that are that are missing from the collection that you haven't been able to find? Do you yeah. have a uh, do, do you have do you have a top 10 uh Le- Levi's most wanted uh, list? <laughs> Something like that, Jason, but yeah, I'm always looking looking for things. Uh a couple of years ago, in fact, um a, a rock hound in Nevada found a, a Levi's, uh, the date, it, it was a coat, a riveted denim sack coat. Uh, mm. And he's, he got in touch, sent a picture. It was very hard to tell what it, what it was because it was covered with dirt. It had been outside for a lot of years. Uh, fast forward a little bit because I did a little bit of research. Uh, and it turns out that the sack coat uh, from the 1890s, uh, was one we didn't have in our archives already, uh, and that's when we made the decision we were going. We wanted to add it to our collection. It now ranks as the second oldest riveted uh, coat in our archives, and we were super happy to get it. Uh, again, it's unexpected uh, when these things happen, and always kind of exciting when it comes up. Yeah. What are some of your favorite items in in the archives? <laughs> Um, well, you know, it changes. It depends on what's coming in. That sack coat I was so excited about. There, there's also the um, association of, you know what the story is, the backstory you're involved in bringing it in there. So the, the newest acquisitions are always pretty exciting. But I do have a few that are especially, um, that I especially love. A calico, which is a, a pair of five ones from the late 1800s. Uh, I love because it has this very long history. They were, uh, they date to about 1890, just like the sack coat that was found. And uh, when I was a month into the job, I got a phone call from a woman who said that she was about an hour and a half away. Could she stop by our archives? Uh, and by the way, this usually doesn't happen. We we, we agreed to let her come. Um, and what I mean by it usually doesn't happen. We don't just let anybody who calls <laughs> come in but she's about an hour and a half away she had donated uh in the 1940s a pair of levi's and could she come and see them and she uh described what they were and i realized she was talking about one that we keep in our blue fireproof safe in the archives Mm. excuse me and that is uh, where we keep uh our most important pieces we keep them safe there because, of course, uh, we learned from the uh, San Francisco earthquake and, and fire that you have to do that. But uh, it turned out that this pair of Levi's uh, was a, a pair that this woman, when she was a teenager, she was uh, when she visited in her 80s, she had found when she had gone out camping in the Mojave Desert. And uh, she was she went into a mine um it didn't have a flashlight, but she felt along the bottom of the floor, brushed aside some dirt and rocks, and uh, made her way into a room where there was a pile of Levi's. She pulled them out, tried it on, and took it home with her. I wore it to high school. This is the 40s, um, before the trend was popular. And so you have a story of this uh, this woman who's really kind of setting uh, setting trends and the story of the men there were multiple men likely who would have worn this um, this pair of uh, jeans from the calico mine. So we call it calico. So that's 
that's one of my favorites. And I'll pause right there because, of course, I can just stop here sharing all the other fun ones that we have. Well, it sounds like for you, you know, a lot of times it's not just the product itself, but it's it's the story behind the 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 archival asset that you know that really makes it special. So that's that's awesome. Absolutely, yeah, it's uh, so personal. I think when you can bring uh, people into it and their stories, it just brings it to life. Yeah, well, it's also it's just it's such a blue jeans have become such a timeless product, and you know the the insights and stories you're sharing just not only reinforces their longevity, but truly their, their durability. You know, the fact that, you know, the product has been able to withstand, you know, these different kinds of environments over time really is pretty amazing. Absolutely. Well, Tracy, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Happy national blue jeans day and (laughs) um, uh, keep on, keep on, keep it on and uh, keep up the great work. Well, happy National Blue Jeans Day to you. I hope you are wearing some Levi's there. And <laughs> with that, I will say goodbye. I'm not even going to tell you if I, what, what I'm wearing since I'm doing this from home, but uh, I will be sure to wear a pair of Levi's later today in your honor. So how about that? Sounds good. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks Jason. Thank you again to Tracy. That's our show. Be well. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back soon with a new episode of History Factory Plugged In. I'm Jason Dressel.